Why do the nations rage? I love you enough to fight for the truth. We love wow. you. Wow. Someone's got inner demons, right? We talk about inner demons. Tell me about love. This is love, right? This is love? Okay, I don't need your love. Confronting the culture of death. I'll murder y'all. I'll murder y'all. I'll murder y'all. I'll murder y'all. I know, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I'm talking about you. Storming the gates of hell with truth. We can all be saved tonight. And I pray that you turn and repent before it's too late. Turn from your sin. What is sin? Well, God gave his commandments so that we could see our sin. Stop talking. No one listens. Proclaiming the kingdom for his glory. Christ will win. This is the Theo Wars Podcast. What is going on, guys? Rob Reese with the Theo Wars Podcast, along with the co-hosts here with the most. We've got the one, the only, one in a trillion. What's going on, brother? You know, got to account for inflation. <laughs> Listen, uh, there there could not be a better nickname for somebody than yours at this very moment, especially what, what we got talking about today. Um, we got so much to cover, but before I get started, check us out on all of our socials. Check us out on Twitter, on Rumble, on YouTube. Find our stuff on Facebook and let us know what you think. Also, we've got the other co-host who is our resident redhead king gingerbeard what's going on brother? good all right all right all right listen we've a got a lot listen the we've got burning. so much to cover today uh, the world uh for our uh pre-millennial dispensational brothers is burning up to a crisp and you know what i i'm saying listen i f- i feel your pain because i'm seeing everything and the i can see why you might have some despair, but don't have despair, brothers and sisters. Is it the beginning of the end or the end of the end? Or where, where are we? It doesn't actually matter because we know that Christ reigns and wins, okay? Christ's post-millennial kingdom will rise out of these ashes. That's right. That's right. It's like it's going to be like a, a great phoenix just coming out uh, with flaming fire ready to uh, take over and continue on. Uh, with Jesus's kingdom for the rest of eternity, but we've got so much news to go through. It's ridiculous today. We're going to be talking about today uh, Rick Warren and Russell Moore, the interview that occurred there. Uh, that's pretty interesting on what um, was talked about there. He's he's talking about what convinced him a couple of years ago. That is Rick Warren. What convinced him of women pastors from a few years back. Uh, we're also going the to be talking about. Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get to that in a second, brother. Uh, the red letter Bible. That's right, right. It, it, you forget everything else. You know, I've yeah. always said the entire Bible is red. Um, but we also are going to be talking about just the status the the status of Christianity today, the the state in which we find ourselves in. You know, a lot of people say that we are in the church militant state, and that is true. Uh, because right now we've got a culture filled with death, hatred of God and his law, and we see the results of it. We see that it really is becoming more and more difficult to proselytize and just express what God says about this world, about the human condition, uh, about the condition of man, and simply just stating a matter of fact 
uh, without any animus or anything like that, is now getting people into trouble legally, personally. They're getting shunned from society. You're being pushed out in such a way where you're having real-life repercussions for your faith and what it means to actually stand up for your faith in this day and age. We're going to be talking about the transgender issue again because there has been new updates with uh, this one famous figure by the name of Jeffrey Marsh, and you've probably seen his videos, extremely vile human being uh, that is targeting your children. This is one of the reasons why we need to make sure that we know what our children are doing on social media And we'll even talk about maybe how you can keep your kid safe from these predators, because that's exactly what they are. And then, of course, the the (laughs) the uh, that that would be the biblical answer, brother. Uh, But we also will be talking about what everyone is talking about today, which is the bank crashing, what to expect and really how to have a biblical worldview on wealth, debt and so many, so many other things. So. Um, brothers, this past, uh, week we had, uh, an interview that we found, uh, very interesting. It's got Rick Warren and Russell Moore interviewing Rick Warren and it's, uh, it's Rick Warren explaining what, uh, convinced him of, of, of women elders, of female pastors and how he, uh, figured out how he needed to repent of his old position, which is the biblical position that only men. Uh, we've got Second Timothy, we've got Titus, who that explicitly states uh, who is um, who is uh, available for that role, who can be qualified for that role, and it leaves no question whatsoever, because what the scriptures actually do is it explains in great detail the reason why a man uh, can only hold the office of elder. Um, and it's quite revealing um, it's quite revealing to see the mental gymnastics somebody has to do and the biblical gymnastics that somebody has to do and what you have to literally rip away from there, in order to arrive at the conclusion that women can be or pastors. add to, I mean that's exactly, and, and we're told explicitly in the scriptures that we are never to add or remove from the scriptures. Otherwise, uh, this is this is to your and to really the culture at large to their destruction. Um, and when we see what the what the Bible says. Um, about who is qualified for the elder position, um, we really see the reason why, which makes it very clear that it's not a cultural thing, uh, nor is it a nor is it a just a a preferential thing. Um, we have we have enough evidence from the scriptures alone, without having to go beyond that, uh, in order to say definitively that there is no way to escape what the Bible says about what it means to have a qualified elder and who can, who can actually fulfill that role. Um, but, but what we see here is uh, in those texts that are most famous for it, what we see is uh, 1 Timothy, we see Titus 1, and then we have uh, 1 Peter. And what we see 
is that it's it's first of all God who calls this person that they are to be uh, the man of one wife, able to teach, peaceable with men, uh, able to defend the faith, who hold to the mystery of the faith, but also have a good reputation, is respectable, well thought of by outsiders. And then, of course, we see the marital uh, and sexual life, the husband of one wife, 1 Timothy 3.2, Titus 1.6. And the reason it actually says that um, that it should be a male is because it impugns the woman from, from the, the fall of man. It says the reason for this is because Eve was the one who d- was deceived. Right. This is the the reason for it. So when we see that kind of an argument, God is making the argument that it, it's because of all the way back to creation. It's it's the creational order of things. It's it's that the man should be above the wife. The wife is always going to try to attain to take over the husband or rule over him. And when we see this, we don't see it as a cultural mandate. It can't fit that paradigm because it's going back all the way to the beginning of time to what what God has determined in the first people, Adam and Eve. And when we see what Rick Warren does and what really many other uh, pastors uh, attempt to do is... It, it tries to circumvent that most of the time because they feel like that women have this particular quality of teaching that they are more the gift of teaching they, they have they have a more uh, you know amendable spirit you know something that is soft about them but the problem with that even thought process is that men are not to be soft in all circumstances. They are meant to be hard. They are meant to act like men. They are meant to engage in fighting when fighting is necessary. They are meant to confront sin. They are meant to uh, drive away the wolves. They are meant to rebuke people sharply, as the Bible says sometimes. Uh, they're able, they, they have to do some tough things. And one of the qualities of women that the Bible says for, for a woman to have is to be to live a peaceable and quiet life. Right, and the moment you put a woman in that role of an elder, you've removed the capability of her ever having to actually have a peaceable and quiet life. Right, uh, so we're gonna play this clip, and I want your brothers, uh, I want you brothers to comment on this. Let me know what you think. I understand why people get upset about this because I believed the way they did until three years ago, mm. and I actually had to change because of scripture. Culture could not change me on this issue. Antidotes could not change me on this issue. Well, I have to stop it right there because he says that culture can't change him. However, the culture the culture is what exactly changed on this subject. For a millennia, this was thought of. I I don't know about you guys. Uh, I don't know about you brothers, but when when do you see in history any kind of women teachers, unless they were explicitly false teachers. Well, I mean, you would have seen in the temple, the, the temple prostitutes, all that stuff. I mean, you could kind of consider that, but, but again, that was. But he says he's he says the culture vehemently. didn't change him. But when you move in the direction of the culture, 
the culture changed you. That's that. That's exactly right. When when you Absolutely. start to see an uptick of people agreeing with that position, when historically that has never ever you been want the, the culture uh, that orth- changed orthodox position with that, scripture. That's right. Not uh, the other way and, and, and I mean, he's going to continue on, but he, he says there's nothing that's going to change him. Uh, and I hope Rick Warren. I hope that you repent of this. Uh, that you you submit yourself to scripture and that, that you change your mind on this, especially Russell Moore as well. Issue. Pressure from other people would not change me on this issue. What changed me was when I came to con- confrontation with four scriptures nobody ever talked about that I felt had strong implications about women in ministry and nobody had ever shown it to me. The reason for the comedic sound is because this was uh, pulled by woke, woke, woke preacher, preacher clips. <laughs> okay, so the first proof text for those of you who are listening, the first proof text that he's going to bring up is Matthew twenty-eight, sixteen to 20. You guys know this as the Great Commission uh, text. Now, Great Commission, go make disciples, baptize, teach. You can't say, well, the first two are for men and women, the last two are only for men, or maybe just ordained men. That's eisegesis. That's I. You, you got a problem. Who authorized women to teach? Jesus. All authority is given to me. Therefore, teach. You know what? It's funny because he's conflating teaching with the role of an elder. Okay. Yes. You do they not. Do. You they do. All have to. You do not have to be an elder to teach. Nowhere does the scriptures allude to this. Nor does the scriptures say that this is the specific division that the the only way to teach is to be an elder. Women have a very special God ordained role that is beautiful and amazing to teach to women and to children. And the Bible actually points this out um, when 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 children are being raised by their mothers. Guess who has the primary opportunity to teach them when they're young? Mother. The mother. The mother. Where, the where, where, are they, where are they spending most of their time mostly? They're going to be spending most of their time with their mother. Hopefully their mother is grounded in the scriptures and is willing to do the, the work that a mother is called to do in raising them. Now, obviously, the, the man is going to be the husband. The father is going to be the main the overall ultimate, ultimate teacher. teacher. Uh, but the, the next person in line when... Typically, the man is out of the home or doing their work. The mother is going to be able to teach them in the ways of the Lord as well. Um, plus, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly shown examples in Scripture when women are teaching other women, right? I mean, this is not new, and, and Rick Warren certainly knows this. All authority is given to me, therefore, baptize. You got a problem with the Great Commission. I had to repent when I actually looked at the Great Commission. Mm. I had to say, it's not just for ordained men, it's for everybody. All right, proof text number two, Acts chapter two, one through 18. On that day in, at Pentecost, we know women were in the upper room, we know women were filled with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. we know that women were preaching in languages that other people couldn't hear to a mixed audience. We know women. It wasn't just... Rick Warren, 
This is directly <laughs> for you. Okay. Wow. They were not elders. They were not in the role of a formal authority figure in the church. As a matter of fact, this is not even a church setting. This is when the Holy Spirit came upon these men and and God was doing a work to where, guess what ended up happening after the Spirit fell on these people? We have numerous accounts over and over in the book of Acts where men went out to preach You know who didn't go out to preach? Women. Women. It wasn't that. Now, you can probably bring up the the woman uh, caught in adultery, right, where she where she, or the, the woman that Jesus was speaking to at the well, and she goes back into the town and starts telling people about Jesus Christ. This is still not the role of an elder. Like, I know plenty of women who go evangelizing and tell people about the gospel, the good news, and teach people in the, if you want to, you know, label it that. But they're doing evangelism, handing out gospel tracts, talking to people, and usually they are with men, under the direction of men. And people are not getting their theology mainly from women. Uh, All the women that are biblical wives submitted to elder husbands, they have a very special role in where they can teach other women. And as a matter of fact, Anytime we're out evangelizing, I would always caution a woman to not engage in an evangelistic encounter with a man, but with other women. And that's typically what ends up happening. Um, An announcement is not teaching. What they're doing is simply letting you know something. And she was just letting them know about her Lord Jesus Christ that came to see her and forgave her of her sins. She was just so excited to tell people but she's still not engaged in formal eldership, which has a particular structure, which has a particular role um, for a purpose that God has designed. Men, women were preaching on the day of Pentecost. How do we know that? Because Peter felt obligated to explain it. (laughs) Okay, another proof text, Matthew 28, Luke 24, 1 through 12, and John 20, 11 through 18. The very first Christian sermon, the message of the gospel of good news of the resurrection, Jesus... I told you he would bring this up. (laughs) I didn't even watch this far the first time. ...chose a woman to deliver it to men. He had Mary Magdalene go and tell the disciples. Now, that clearly wasn't an accident. It was an intentional. It's a whole new world, baby. Now, he has a woman... Go tell the apostles. You got on, Can a woman teach an apostle? Evidently, did it on the first day. He chose she her to be what? the first preacher of the gospel. You, you hear? This is this is what happens. This is what liberalism does. It reframes. I mean, you should be able to do this now with that kind of a hermeneutic. Uh, you should be able to do this with the entire Bible and just make a mess of it all. This is exactly what ends up happening when you have a very clear scripture that literally says, I do not permit a woman to exercise authority over a man. Uh, and, and it's in the context of, of course, being an elder. And, uh, and the description of an elder is one who has authority over a flock, right? This is, 
this is beyond the pale when it comes to what Rick Warren is doing. All right, that was the end. So what are you guys' thoughts? Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just clear. Uh, uh, this woke feminism, this uh, liberalism, all of it, progressivism is, is just, it's taking over. These people are going crazy. They're, uh, yeah, they're just crazy. They're nuts. It, it, I think it, Billy Graham founded Christianity Today. <laughs> I mean, it, it really shows you the shift that we've had. And it just continues to actually shift in such a stark direction. And it's usually men like this, like Rick Warren and Russell Moore, that cause the the overall arching umbrella of Christianity to have negative effects in this culture. And that brings us to really our next story. It, uh, and I'm going to put this right at the feet of, of men like Rick Warren and Russell Moore, because now we have in Canada uh, an Ontario Catholic school uses human rights to defend suspending student over his opposition to gender ideology. And uh, let's just dig into what this article says. It says the, the Ontario school board that banned a grade 11 student from attending his high school for the remainder of the year over his views on gender identity has released a statement defending its decision. The Renfrew uh, County Catholic District School Board published an open letter to the Renfrew community justifying its decision to exclude Josh Alexander from St. Joseph's High School, explaining that the board respects human rights and draws on the guidance from policies issued by the Ontario Human Rights Commission. Uh, Alexander has not been permitted to attend his high school since last November when he was suspended for organizing a protest calling for female-only bathrooms after two girls had confided in him that they were uncomfortable sharing the spaces with the trans-identified male students. So this young man, put aside that he's Catholic, we'll deal with that uh, another day, mm. but, but literally operating on a biblical worldview system um, of of gender roles, male, female, no other, and he's essentially protecting these young ladies who needed help, who could not go to the adults that are there. She, the, they could not voice their concerns to the faculty of this school that supposedly is a um, a uh, Catholic school, and and they. They literally had to go to a fellow student who is man enough to say this cannot go on. And now this kid is receiving repercussions for it. What's going on with this? Hey, as far as uh, <laughs> war goes, war makes strange bedfellows. And sometimes you got to go to war with uh, certain people you wouldn't do. And yeah. I don't really know what's going on other than the, the world's just gone crazy. These uh, even the Catholic schools, which is weird because you have a dude in a Catholic school. You have girls coming to this dude saying, look, I don't want to go to the bathroom because there's going to be a dude in there. Listen, I mean, it's whack. I mean, if there's any place inside of uh, closed and, and enclosed um, housing that people should feel safe in, it's in a bathroom. Um, now, 
Uh, I certainly speak for myself and and many others that I don't want a woman in a bathroom sharing it with me while I'm in there. And I'm certain that a woman does not truly want a man in the bathroom, particularly one dressed up as a female pretending to be a different sex um, that that is going to cause um, uh, all sorts of issues. I mean, how many times have we heard of these women being attacked by men going into the bathroom? We even see what's happening with uh, jail systems and prison systems where men are pretending to be women getting transferred to a woman's prison and then raping them inside of these women's prisons. Why? Because these are supposed to be uh, places where you incarcerate people or uh, just divide people where they are going to be the most vulnerable, uh, particularly a bathroom um, when all sorts of things are going in there that are private of na- private in nature. And now you are exposing these women to particularly, pro- probably the most dangerous situation they'll ever be in by having these individuals inside of the bathroom with them while engaged in the most private matters of one's life. Um, the article actually continues that Alexander had also expressed his sincerely held religious belief that God created only two sexes during a law class discussion where he argued that male belongs, males belong in male bathrooms because identity doesn't change biology. This was considered to be, quote, offensive and, quote, bullying because there was a transgender student in the class. Listen, if you have to literally make somebody, um, uh, you know, suspend somebody, get rid of them from the school simply because they they said a scientific fact that was offensive, you have lost all credibility whatsoever when it comes to um, higher education, scholasticism, and uh, intelligence. You have, by definition, become stupid. It really is a sad state of affairs. And we see this contagion. We see this... Um, this mold continued to grow uh, in the minds of men and women everywhere where you're just kind of going along to get along. You're, you're uh, affirming people. I mean, there's podcasts that exist now uh, where they're like, you know, they're, they're uh, like a man's man type of podcast where they come on, they bring on women who are, um, promiscuous and talking about the you know the degradation of of human society because they they're just being promiscuous and they offer no other value other than their body and literally you just see these people mentally melt when you ask a simple question like what is a male what is a female and they can't answer the question. They end up saying all sorts of silly things uh, like this uh, is uh, offensive. Uh, that how could you ask such a question? <laughs> I mean, if you cannot answer a simple question of what is a man, what is a woman, and you think that's an offensive question, there is literally no hope for you outside of Jesus Christ. Without his intervention, you will continue to have brain rot. Did you see the governor of Virginia? What did he say? He backtracked on. He uh, said that there should be gender-neutral bathrooms. Oh. 
Oh, and that was their big fight there in Virginia. That was whole. That's basically what got him elected in Virginia. Was he came out against the whole transgender stuff, and now he just had the a Republican party for you. This this is what makes me so angry with politics, right? And 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 we should know better, right, brothers? I mean, we should know that these people are not really in it to fight the hard fight, and it is a hard fight because none of them have read the Psalms. Uh, or they, they would be. They, they don't care whatsoever about God, most of these people. Uh, they have to keep it under wraps most of the time if they are, in fact, a professing Christian. And what ends up happening is that you have so many weak people that are given so much power, and all they can think about is, how can I get elected again instead of how can I do what is right? And when when we have a system like this, we have a culture that collapses as we see before our eyes. And one of the craziest stories I've ever seen, okay, is because uh, of, of who it includes. Uh, if you guys are familiar, there's a character by the name of Jeffrey Marsh. He's one of the creepiest uh, gentlemen on the internet. He's a kind of a TikTok star, and he does all these videos where you very clearly see he's a man, he dresses up in women's clothing, puts on women's makeup, and he talks directly to children. And he says things like, your children or your parents have messed up, and and I'm here for you. And he does it in this weird, creepy, predator-looking voice. I mean, the guy literally looks like he's a pedo. Um, uh, he sounds like one. You know, if ever you, you know, watch those movies where... There's like a pedophile character that drives around in the dark, you know, tinted window van stealing children. This is who I picture when 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 we're talking about movies like this, okay? Now, what what came about was this uh, story where a Muslim lady who is from the UK, uh, pretty funny actually, where she would mock uh, the transgender movement, the LGBTQ movement, and she she did a very good job mocking them. Um, but uh, she was really funny, and she's like, "Why do you talk to children? Why do you need to, you know, be private with children on the internet?" That to me says you're a pedo. And um, and I'm gonna play for you an audio from one of her comedic videos where you're gonna hear her kind of commenting on Jeffrey Marsh, and we'll get into what actually just happened a, a, a couple of days ago with her uh, in regards to the transgender movement. Okay, guys, this video is going to be a bit long. Stop telling trans people that we're inspirational. Stop telling kids to go on your Patreon and chat to you privately without their parents knowing. And then a lot of people made stitches of me saying I'm transphobic, I've done a lot of bad stuff, um, they've even attacked my scarf, my religion, a lot of bad stuff, which I don't want to go into. And these people have also said they are not talking to the kids. Okay, so I did a little bit of digging. Hi kids. Hey kids. I want to talk to the kids. Hi kids. Hey kids. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of videos of them addressing kids. Now, the main video I want to talk about. Your parents screwed up. It's okay to say so. <laughs> That's why I made a Patreon. So you want to talk to kids whose parents have screwed up. 
Why? Why you want to talk to these particular kids? Why? That's why I made a Patreon, so that we could talk about it, so that we could connect in a way that has more privacy, so that we could talk. Listen to that, so that we can have more privacy. I mean, this is the one of the biggest creeps I've ever, ever come across. Um, I mean, the video continues on. I don't, I don't think I need to play anymore because you get the idea. But, uh, I mean, they've got video. This gentleman has videos where it says for kids eyes only. He's got a paid wall on Patreon where he's allowed to solicit children for subscriptions so that they can privately message him, not just see videos. I didn't realize Patreon was only fans for pedos. It, I, well, brother, there there are so there are so many accounts like this, and of course because they are all about the DEI diversity, uh, you know, um, uh, equity and inclusion nonsense, uh, and we'll we're going to get into that a little bit later. But but what we see here is a is a sick man who who has probably been hurt in his past who has been abused in his past and knows not the fear of God at all uh, because he's literally trying to target children outside of the parents uh, knowing and of course the the ability to transform their minds from a young age and what ended up happening to this Muslim lady I am I feel so bad for her Um. But this is what we are up against because what you're about to listen to is frightening. Here we go. So I just got an email saying um, pretty much a threat saying I know they know where I live. And what scares me the most is... um, they have got my daughter's details on the email, like what time I leave to drop them to school, pick them up. And it's not a coincidence because both of my daughters, they go to two different schools, so they know. They've given the school details and everything. So, um, yeah, my, my daughters are involved now in this. As some of you might know that my car was damaged in this whole thing. Um, I was getting not very nice videos and now emails with a lot of details on that email so I don't I'm done I don't I don't want to do anything I'm not going to talk about Jeffrey Marsh I've deleted everything removed it if you guys want to go ahead go ahead but please don't do don't don't come to my house do you just get on with your life I'll get on with mine um <laughs> You guys want me to say I'm sorry? Fine, I'm sorry. Please don't come at me, don't come to my house, don't don't do anything with me. Because I'm just one person, one person. And these people are sick, okay? Um you will never ever hear me back down from any of the statements I say regarding this group of vile uh detestable individuals. I will always tell you that 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 you are living a degenerate lifestyle that is worthy of destruction, but I will also tell you that you need Jesus Christ, and I would hope that you would repent and believe in Jesus who has died for sinners, 
who rose from the grave for sinners and who will help you defeat your sins of the flesh. Um, I, I say this with no hatred in my heart, but I absolutely believe that your behavior is beyond destructive. It is detestable. It is vile. It is, it's, it's one of the worst things that you can actually engage in according to God's law. It is the, 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 the sexual degradation that you are going through, it will only continue to spiral further into further uh, degeneracy. And there is hope while you are still alive. But if anybody like this were to ever come near me for the comments I make, because I stand on biblical truth, I believe in the Second Amendment of personal protection. These people in, in the UK don't have that uh, that that opportunity and that right. But believe you me that uh, I would not stand for this type of behavior. This is, this is beyond reprehensible, and I can't believe uh, that people have to live in fear of the alphabet people attacking them. I mean, this, this, is, this is terrorism. A Christian is not going to show up at your house in order to get rid of you or to intimidate you. We're going to tell you, listen, you need to reject your lifestyle. You need to die to yourself, die to your flesh, die to your lusts. And trust in Jesus Christ. That's the extent of what we would say. And and I, this actually gets me so angry because uh, they're allowed to actually get away with this behavior. It's not just that they are doing it and there there's consequences for doing it. These people are actually getting away with, with terrorizing these people that don't deserve it. Well, what gets me is uh, the question I have for this whole scenario is where's the woman's husband? I know. That's what I was thinking. You know, I mean, uh, who knows if she's even married any longer or if the husband is around. But this is where this is exactly what what it means to act like a man. The, uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, when it when it speaks about, you know, contending for the faith, act like men when, when you are need to, to stand firm. Uh, it is these very moments that either you're going to allow your family to be to be run over by by the degeneracy of this world, or you're going to actually fight back. You best believe you me. I would be in so much uh, media attention um, for stuff like this if they ever were to come at me. I would I would very very I, I would be I would be so pressed to find out every bit of information I could about these people threatening me and making sure no one has the opportunity to ever come at me or my family. Um, th this would never, ever get to this level. Um, I mean, this is what we're dealing with. We are not dealing with normal, uh, level-headed people. And, and we've been We've been told by doctors of all stripes that this is a good thing to affirm people. This is going to help with their mental health. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's something that, that they are born with feeling this way and that we don't actually know what genders are and all of this nonsense. And they've foisted this upon people. I don't know how many times you've gone to like maybe a, a doctor's website and they ask you your your 
gender, and it's got 16 or 60 different ones uh, other than male and female. It really is an insane uh, postulation by these people. And now, one of the pioneers of gender-affirming care, whatever, uh, says he was wrong. Uh, In this news article uh, on the post-millennial, it says, Pioneer of child sex change experiments admits kids are harmed by medical gender affirmation. I mean, anybody with two brain cells, okay, you you don't even have to have an IQ that is of normal value to recognize that that this would not only confuse people, but harm people. Bro, it's beyond insane. Like on those applications, you got to just start circling the two that matter. Just leave a circle on there. That's what you got to do. You know, it's funny because there's, there's some, there's some that have other and I'll check other and I'll put, there are only two and I'm a man (laughs) to make sure. And then, and then your point across and then, and then I get a phone call. Oh, we, we don't have any spots available for you. (laughs) Oh, too bad. Um, but we live truly in a sick, sick world, uh, to the point of where this Canadian, um, doctor, it says the Canadian psychiatrist who is one of the early pioneers of the pediatric sex change medical experiment has spoken out against a gender affirming care and the use of puberty blockers and hormones for minors in an interview with the Daily Caller. Dr. Susan Bradley, formerly of Toronto's Clark Institute, brought puberty blockers to Canada in 2005. Um, in 2005, when the treatment protocol was still in its experimental phase, Bradley had been Uh, running a pediatric gender clinic in the city since 1975. But prior to embarking on this reckless medical experiment, the clinic had only offered talk therapy to the minuscule number of youth it treated for gender-related issues. Bradley, who is now retired in her 80s, said she feels regret that the clinic participated in the puberty blockers experiment uh, because she now believes the drugs help to cement a child's gender confusion into the mind of making it unlikely that the child will outgrow it. She is also concerned about the side effects of the drugs. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, a little secret here, brothers. I've never taken a medical exam in my life. Um, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty uh, stupid when it comes to, uh, you know, doctor stuff and medical stuff. But I can tell you 100% for sure that this was going to be dangerous. But in that article, did they, did, did I miss where they, uh, did, did they call it therapeutic talk surgery? Talk. T-A-L-K. Talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a psychi- it's a, it, it was, was like, a psychiatric so doctor. We're... Oh, yeah. It was a psychiatric doctor. Now, Can't now trust those guys. according to the old medical journals, homosexuality and anything related used to be considered a mental uh, disorder. Okay. And, and to an extent that is the case. Now it's primarily a spiritual one, but it's a spiritual one that actually affects the, the mind, the yeah. mental. Okay. This is how, this is how it actually comes out. And when we see what the scriptures say uh, about this, it actually, actually calls this out as having a debased mind, right? This is what, this is what the scriptures call out. And if you just picked up a Bible, 
all right? Even if you don't end up believing in it, you'll actually see that the problem is, uh, is, is, has already been determined thousands upon thousands of years ago because God had said it, period. That's always story. why you can't really, you can't always, like, correct those behaviors just with, like, psychology. No, amen. You, you need the spiritual, the, the gospel. Well, I mean, this is, this is the reality behind the reality, right? This is, yeah. this is the, the problem with the, the world the way they see it, right? This is the problem of oneism and twoism, right? <clears throat> Everything is one. Everything has just a, a kind of a base working system uh, that works together, and they're all the same, as opposed to uh, the, the reality that you need to get into the metaphysical realm. Uh, you need to get the answer from the metaphysical realm, which is the realm of the heavenlies, the realm of God, the one who is Father, Son, Spirit, who can invade in this physical realm instead of only looking to the physical realm for the, the solutions. Um, I mean, when, when we see stories like this coming on over and over again, you know, there's been so many people who have actually come out after taking hormones and uh, doing surgeries and things like this. Over the course of years, they've noticed that these people not only regret it, but because of it, they have suffered severe depression, physical um, uh, malformations because of everything, you know, the testosterone and the estrogen and all the drugs that they end up putting in their body causes them to completely look uh, different to the point of where they are no longer even attractive to the point of where they're not going to be able to fulfill their sexual needs uh, because they've altered themselves in such a harmful way. They usually tell the well, lie. Yeah, a that... lot of them are so deluded. Yeah, a lot of them are so deluded that they think they're going to be able to gratify that 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 physical sexual desire that they think they're going to get from from doing these surgeries. Like once once you chop everything off and or at, try to add to it, you're you're done. They also usually tell the lie that it's transphobia that's causing all that, not the actual crimes done to these people. That's right, brothers. And that's why the church needs to be on the forefront of this topic, really of every single topic that affects mankind. This one is particularly uh, the top two issues, you know, LGBT stuff and, of course, uh, abortion. Um, and these are the two things that the church needs to be front and center on. Uh, with a with a militant force, uh, not a physical force, but a spiritual one. We need to be prayer. We need to be engaged. We need to be proclaiming the gospel every chance that we get. We need to be um, living life out uh, with with the kingdom in mind. And and the scriptures uh, over and over speak about how we ought to be living. In this evil age, you know, the Bible says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, don't be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil. I mean, 
over and over and over again. It's speaking about how you can not only guard yourself, but fight against this evil world that is coming at you at light speed. Um, and um, I mean, the only thing that we can we can do is depend on what God has already said for us to do. And you need to be able to say, you know what? I stand with God rather than men. I would much rather uh, enter heaven maimed and without limb uh, than enter hell with all of my limbs intact. Uh, but we are also in the midst of of a financial crisis. I mean, you can't think of other ways than the wrath of God to be pouring out in this world really? uh, than on mental abilities and, and disabilities regarding uh, sexuality, the confusion of all of that, uh, the the predatory nature of human beings with the fighting that's happening, race wars and all of this stuff. And now we have the collapse again of, of our financial systems. Uh, as of today, um, today is Monday, March 13th, um, three banks, three banks have crashed and uh, this is not pretty. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you brothers, but I think everybody needs to get some hard assets. Uh, but um, what what was get part your gold and silver? What what you you know what I've been, I've actually been looking and uh, I'm looking at JM Bullion um, for some stuff. You know, I saw that gold in the last couple of days has gone up over a hundred dollars uh, per ounce, and I was thinking about getting myself one of those nice you know gold bars for uh you know a number of thousands of dollars uh but you need hard assets and the bible has actually much to say about this um uh, you know it says a, a wise man saves for the future you know the book of proverbs tells us um um the bible tells us to produce wealth to to not squander away with what we've got it tells us to multiply what we've got uh, to let these things work for us, right? Develop skills, brothers. Uh, develop skills that will help you in difficult times. You know, grow some, learn how to grow some food. And and I'm speaking from ignorance myself because I don't know any of this. I'm a city boy. Uh, I grew up in the city, and now I'm finding myself trying to learn how to do all of these things. So, you know, I'm thinking about getting an RV just in case I got to bug out somewhere. Uh, but I got my guns. Uh, I've got my RV. I, I'm trying to learn how to grow some vegetables and uh, maybe get some some uh, hidden land somewhere. But I want to be able to be to provide something for my children's children's children. I want to be able to provide for them uh, in such a way where uh, if if things go to heck for a long time, um, that we have something to to hold on to as valuable. Um, and the Bible says that 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 a, a hardworking man will benefit will benefit that is that is that is a promise from God that you will in fact see blessings uh, from your hands uh, and and working hard is not the curse of the fall it is that it's that it's hard that's the curse from the fall we ought to be working God has has designed us to work God has designed us to work for him and for his glory and and you know debt right now is it, a lot of people are in debt that 
that needs to take care of it. You need to get your money right. Um, let it not be outstanding. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta make sure you pay off what you've owed. Um, because we live in a system that will readily give people who do not have the money, money. And then guess what? When the rooster comes to collect, um, you're, you're, you're out of luck, and then they can just take your property, take your house, anything that is worth anything, any assets that you may have in your name, all of a sudden, it becomes property of the government. Uh, but um, we have, uh, I don't know if you've been tracking this, but we have 211, as of last I've checked, banks that have been uh, halted in, tra- in trading. So no buying or selling of anything. You're not allowed to go to the bank and get your money um, because of what's looming ahead. Now, the good news is that um, most of these banks that actually folded today, the three of them, are banks that were in the tech industry uh, that focused primarily, catch this, on diversity, equity, and inclusion um, projects. So go the, woke, go broke. Go woke. This is the ultimate go woke, go broke. Okay, the this, uh, this particularly the Silicon Valley Bank, um, they were a super high uh, DEI score, and that meant that you know the 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 organizations that measure this uh, for you know for inclusion and projects of this nature and startups that really don't have a product to sell, but because they have great equality, equity programs for everyone to have a chance at something or the other, if, if you're not white um, or Asian, um, it, it was uh, built for those types of programs. Now, they really don't have anything of value to sell other than this kind of ideology and all these companies are tanking. And then guess what? The bank is out of luck because it, it, it actually was not seeing any returns. And this was the case with all the other uh, banks as well that actually folded. Um, now, the most interesting piece of all of this is that I don't know if you guys noticed that recently when Joe Biden makes an announcement, it's always been in the afternoon or late morning. Today... He did it Don't wake early up. in the morning, okay? Uh, when early, nobody's watching. When no one's watching, early in the morning. Uh, and this is what President Joe Biden does, is he tells Americans to have, quote, confidence in banking systems as additional banks fail. Um, now, this is the, the worst thing that anyone can do. Now, because... Everybody can clearly see what's been happening. And we also recently saw the FDIC video that came out not too long ago about them asking whether or not uh, there are programs. Actually, Thomas Massey mentioned this, uh, where he mentioned uh, that he was on a call with FDIC, with uh, the Fed, uh, and all these other financial organizations two days ago or yesterday. And one of the Democrats on the call asks, are there any uh, ways that we can go ahead and censor certain information from getting out to the public? They ask this on the phone. Uh, And then, of course, as of today, everybody made a run for the banks in California, uh, in New York, in big cities. I'd never be able to get elected president. 
I, I just, you know, y'all probably should pull your money out of the pagan banking system. Well, just there's, saying. there's not enough actual liquid money from yeah, these banks. True. There's They don't keep all of your money. I mean, honestly, like, people don't understand that the bank that you bank at, do you know what they do to maintain your ledger of what your money is? It's a text file, a .txt file. Um, uh, not many people know this, okay? Uh, .txt file means it's completely editable. Anybody who has access on the back end can change that balance that you have on there <laughs> simply by going delete, change number. That's it. Can that I do is that with my mortgage? That, that, right? I would love that. Thank you, Jesus. Please, I ask for you to do this. <laughs> uh, but, but listen, this is this is the problem with the way that we've been doing capitalism, um, the crony capitalism that's happening. You know, just giving tons of money uh, to people who are never going to pay it back. Um, we owe so much money to China. They keep printing new money. We keep getting giving money to. Ukraine and all of these foreign countries, People Pakistan, our actual leaders. It's the corporate leaders. It, well, I mean that that's that's what we've got, right? Um, emerging of corporatism and corporate and, and, and and the government, right? And this is this is uh, corporate fascism uh, that we're under. Um, because if you've got the largest amount of money, guess what? You're probably not going to miss all that much. You know, they'll they'll yeah. lose profits. But they are continually stay in the green. They will never actually uh, feel a a actual recession because they are the ones who will be able to spend the money needed. They're the ones who will buy up your property the moment you have to sell it because you can no longer afford your loans because guess what? Your job is now paying you less or they've fired you and the only job that you can get now is going to be at McDonald's that's going to pay you pennies on the dollar. And you're going to take it because you're going to need to figure out a way to survive. They, they probably caused the crash to protect their assets. And that's right. That's right. When when you are moving money at that level, uh, you you're not actually moving hard cash assets. You're moving just digital, you know, ones and zeros at this point. Um, you're you're just you're just using binary code. Uh, at this moment, why they want to go to a digital currency, Cash, cashless system. Now, the one thing I did not see coming was Bitcoin shot through the roof. Man, I keep I keep kicking myself for not, not buying, buying it at a dang low price. Bitcoin. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish buying it at thirteen dollars and thirty three cents when I had an opportunity to buy a bunch. Oh gosh, man! Listen, oh. listen. That is one I of the. I wouldn't be talking to y'all. I know, right? <laughs> You'd be on the on the in the Caribbean somewhere preaching the gospel. You have, you have left the federal government. Is it my my earlier. my job? My my goal is to is to be financially free, move to Mexico on site at an all inclusive uh, resort, and just preach the gospel to all of the members and the workers. Uh, of of that resort and say, okay, Lord, I'm I'm kind of doing this. This is my ministry, okay? I'm going to start a chapel on site and have my mojitos at the same time. Uh, but uh, brothers, this is, while this is a difficult situation we find ourselves in, 
Remember that the scriptures promise us difficulty in this life. We are promised difficulty. We, we see difficulty in the scriptures unfolding, and we see the glory of God being magnified in those situations. Why? Because he always cares for his people. Right? You have any Amen. words of encouragement, brothers? This is why the uh, the parallel economy, whatever you got to do to to get involved in it, figure out what the parallel economy entails. The, the, whether your it's own. growing your own food, growing your, your having some chickens, getting some goats, finding some land, getting some cattle. You just we have to as Christians, we got to change our mindset. We got to let the pagan system fail because the pagan system is going to fail. That's there's no ifs ands or, or, or anything around it. The the pagan system is collapsing right before our very eyes and we the problem is so many of us are entrenched in it but we have to figure out how to not be affected by the collapse that the pagan system is going to to it's going to hurt a lot of people that's why it's very important that we we figure out how to to really get this parallel economy just booming before when there's collapses we can come in and, and say We've been trying to tell y'all, but y'all want to do it your way. So here it is. Now, now, if you want Christ, there's a better way. That's right. That's right, brothers. Uh, and and guys, listen, it's not going to be like this forever, but buckle your seatbelts. Buckle your seatbelts because some of us are going to get hurt. We need to also be there for one another. We need to build up one another. We need to be there to catch brothers and sisters when they're down. Uh, we need to also open up to our brothers and sisters if we're in trouble. Uh, that's what the church exists for. Let's show the world that we stick together when times are tough because this is what is going to show the pagan world what the church can be like. And when that saying escape to some valley like what uh, uh, Ayn Rand did in her famous novel with John Galt. But that's right. But build something separate. Build, build something outside of the system. Start learning how to trade with people. You know, have skills of value that you could trade with people. Uh, know, you know, get to know people who are, are doing farm stuff. You know, get people to know who have resources and, and be able to say, listen, I'll trade this for that and, and see what you can do of value. Again, uh, learn something that's going to be of benefit to another and I guarantee you, you will make it on the other side. But guys, Amen. thanks again. Uh, great episode. Until next time, guys, I am Rob Reese. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble. Uh, you can Gab. find me on Gab as well. Also, one in a trillion, still only on Gab. We got to get Shame. this brother on Twitter. We're getting. I'm going to sign you up for your own account. I have your email address. I'm going to make you an account, and then everyone can follow him on there. Spam, <laughs> spam him, spam him. And uh, we've got also our resident redhead. Where can people catch you, brother? I'm King Redbeard on Twitter and Gab. And you are Juan. Um, uh, what are you on Gab? One in a trillion. One in a trillion. That's right, guys. Check us out on social media. Go ahead and leave us comments, likes, subscribes. Also, if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, please feel free to mail us at theowarspodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, see you later. You've been listening to Theo Wars. Don't forget to like 
subscribe, share this show, and join the fight for truth. Theo Wars. Go baptize them, baby. <laughs>